Hello there, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of CookieCast. Today on CookieCast, it's the Darkest Timeline podcast. We've got games, movies, TV, and uh, something from the week. That's the, the usual format, and we're so far sticking to it. If you're checking us out on YouTube, big thanks. If you're checking us out anywhere else that you can get podcasts, big thanks to you too. But if you are checking us out, a little subscribe goes a long way, and we really appreciate it. You can also jump over to thecookiecast.com, find our contact details, and drop us a line. Let us know how you're getting on, and uh, what you want to see in future podcasts. So here we go. This is CookieCast, the Darkest Timeline podcast. my legs hurt today well not today it's this evening alright what's on the docket I've got (coughs) (coughs) a cough I've got quite a lot this week um Yeah, it's... Yeah. Well, let's have a drink of this lovely citrus non-alcoholic beer. Mmm. Uh, lovely. So, uh, last... Probably Tuesday, I think it was. Um, I woke up unwell. Uh, I'd actually lost my voice first thing in the morning, full of um, some cold symptoms, a few flu symptoms. Um, Once I'd managed to drag myself out of bed, gone downstairs, um, bearing in mind that this was what, 48 hours after having given my middle daughter a lateral flow test because she was presenting with two um, signs of the virus. Um, that returned, and I was, I was so shocked that that had returned a negative result. I was like, I don't see how that's possible. Next thing, she hasn't got any real signs, um, any real symptoms. It was the weirdest thing. So then, yeah, 48 hours later, I'm now showing two symptoms. I had a cough, I had a temperature. Not quite full-blown temperature, but enough of a temperature to say... It was elevated, I believe is the word. So, it was a... Right, I've managed to avoid in what's now must be 18 months having to do a lateral flow test. I've never done one. 
Um, the thought of having to do one, I was like, mm, good thanks. But I couldn't avoid it anymore. Um, we were supposed to be having people round, we were supposed to be going out, we were supposed to be doing stuff for the rest of the week. It just, there was no way around it. Um, so, I, I have, I've officially done my first lateral flow test. It was awful. Um, I'm not going to use any names, but I do think the person doing it might be under some weird um, conceptions of how they're supposed to be done. I, I've seen a lot of people having them done, and I've never seen anybody have lateral flow test done the way mine was done uh, yeah so that was that and obviously you know do the do the thing wait for the thing I'm like yeah that's that's gonna be positive uh, literally two minutes later uh, Leanne looked at it she's like it's negative I'm like, what? Um, so, yep, yeah, waited the allotted 20, 30 minutes, whatever it is, and it was a negative result. Um, however, by this point, I was fading fast. So I had to break one of my rules and I took some painkillers. I had something to eat to make sure I'd line my stomach. Took some painkillers, plenty of water. Um, I basically went and sat in a chair for probably about half an hour and I think I sort of like dozed uh, for a lot of that time. And then I was like, right, this is no good. I've got kids to deal with, got stuff to get on and do. Um, there's no virus according to these tests so let's go i think by this point the painkillers had kicked in um and i sort of i sort of went about my day uh, i think i had painkillers again in the evening um so that was that wednesday woke up and i was like what the hell happened there so tuesday i wake up with no voice Basically, I feel like I've got the flu and all this. Wednesday, I wake up, I'm like, yep, basically feel fine. It was the weirdest thing. It was like a one-day sickness. It was, it, it was just bizarre. If somebody had told me that I'd had my second vaccination... And I was feeling that way for that day. And then the next day I felt fine. I could have understood it. But I hadn't. I hadn't had my second vaccination. So I was just like. What the hell was that? It's that thing that. You know. Illness now is like. Oh you've got, you've got the virus. And then you kind of don't know how to process. Like I didn't know what to do. When my daughters and my tests come back negative at two separate times, I was a hundred percent convinced that she that her test was going to come back positive. 
for a multitude of different reasons. Um, she'd been at a party on the Saturday. So you got all these kids all mingling. There was a bouncy castle. They were jumping all over each other and all sorts of stuff. And um, and as it was, apparently, uh, there has been some sickness uh, from people at the party. Uh, but no actual virus. Um, so, yeah. But it's like, what do you do? It's like, was it, was it a one-day flu? Very strange. But it's that thing, like, oh, you know, if it... If this had been any other time, if I'd have woken up like that, it would have been like, oh, I might have a bit of a cold. Or I might have the flu. But now, we've got to go through this whole process. It's the, if you're ill, you, you've, you've potentially got the virus. So you have to go through the whole process. It's, yeah, it's just... Just a whole other level of, I guess we can't be ill anymore. A um, little bit of sad, I was going to say a little bit of sad news. Uh, by the time this podcast is heard, this will be very old news. It's already um, old news at this point in time. Um, but it is uh, sad nonetheless. Um one evening last week, I was on uh, on the social medias uh, to find uh, the announcement that uh, Joey Jordanson from Slipknot had passed away. Um, one of those things. At this point in time, I wouldn't call myself a huge Slipknot fan. And at this point in time, um, I very much say, you know, there are those few tracks I'm like oh they're, they're good Slipknot songs however going back uh, 20 plus years I would have considered myself quite a big Slipknot fan um, when that first Slipknot album came out it was just so out of nowhere that it was like this insane thing um, and I very much enjoyed that first album and that time. Um, so the news of of uh, Joey Jordanson's death, I was a bit like, oh man, that sucks. And then obviously it flips because initially when somebody's death is reported, it's reported as this person has died. Um, I think it's fair to say that when somebody, uh, when a musician, um, probably uh, also an actor, uh, when these people die, I think the brain immediately goes to, it's probably something drug-related. Uh, at this point in time, I can't tell you how he died. Uh, I don't think I, I've, I've looked into it any further. I don't know if anybody knows. Um but a few news articles later and they announced how old he was and just like with Chadwick Boseman um, Joey Jordanson was 46 years old 
which is no age and that is five years older than I am right now and it's just for a man who spends a huge chunk of his time consumed by the fear of death when somebody like that dies at an age like that it's like oh man that's not good you know the the the, the point of it all is you can go anytime but 46 isn't you're not dying of old age you're not dying of natural causes uh, you look like you look at the the lead singer of Drowning Pool. Everybody was like, oh, "Who's drugs? Who's in a band? Who's drugs?" Turned out to be a, a heart defect. Um, so it's not always that way. And I suppose you would say that that is natural causes. Um, but you know, he, he probably lived a life in a lot of ways fuller than most people's. But still. 46 is no age and it's a you know for me it's an age that I can see from where I sit you know so it's that oh man another person of a similar age to me died <sighs> it's just it's it's depressing um, I'm very sad you know, obviously for for his friend, friends, family, bandmates, uh, ex-bandmates, because uh, he's no, he was no longer a member of Slipknot. Um, but yeah, very sad news. So on what day was it? I was about to say on Sunday, but it can't have been Sunday. Friday? It really doesn't matter. One day last week. Let's go with that. Uh, we went to Merton Park. Um, literally so that we could get the puppy out. At the same time as getting the girls out. So that the girls could have a play. Uh, and a puppy could have a walk. And it's somewhere that you can take dogs. So that was that. So we went. I took the dog round, showed him to other animals, which was amusing. Uh, he, got, he had a he had a few conversations with some sheep, some horses. Had a smooch with a goat. Uh, you know, stuff like that. Went around a few times. We saw some chickens and rabbits and things. And a good time was had by uh, by all there. The girls just played and played and played on the park. Everybody's happy. So, uh, I get I get back after my second time round. Land's like, would well, you want me to take him round? You, um, you do the the parent job. I was like, yeah, if you want, you know, I can do that. So, Land hasn't made it ten feet away before this situation presented itself. The youngest wanted to get off one of those big round rope swing things that you lie on she wanted to get down from there she wanted to go as it as it transpired she wanted to go on the other of two swings 
the one that my eldest daughter was not currently swinging on. Anybody see what's coming here? So to get to the swing, my youngest decided to take the path of least resistance, which is a straight line, and just walk straight out. So my eldest clocked her on the way down, knocking her down, and then proceeded to clock her on the way back as well. Now, this is one of those situations. Number one, the youngest didn't just she just didn't doesn't have the, the, the power to process that information. Don't walk when somebody's swinging. All she saw was, I want to go on the swing. Ironically, you know, I, I, I probably wouldn't have put her on one of those swings anyway. So, my honest, it wasn't, you know, there was no, nobody was at fault here. Um, my eldest, being in the situation of, she was swinging, kind of, pretty much full pelt. There was zero she could do about it. My youngest and eldest were far enough away that I couldn't grab either of them to stop it from happening. So it was one of those situations that just had to play out. And I had to witness my youngest being knocked to the ground by my eldest, swinging at her at full force. And then... My brain realising that, oh yeah, she's going to come back and there's very little she can do to now slam into the on-the-floor child. I envisaged, I envisaged also, I envisaged like her actually being knocked out, concussion, blood, missing teeth. Luckily, none of that happened. It was, it was a bad one. It was a bad one. But she did really well to get away with no damage. Uh, you know, she, she she complained that she'd hurt her hand by going down. I'm like, I think you want to be complaining about taking a shoe to the head. But no. Um, I said to my elders, I was like, could you see it all happening in slow motion? I was saying, I remember um, when I was about her age, uh, my sister doing the exact same thing, just walking out in front. When I was on the back swing, she walked across the front. So as I'm coming down, there was nothing I could do. Slammed into her. It was, it, you know, if you'd have wanted to do it, it would have been perfect. Like she wasn't off to one side, she wasn't too far forward, too far back. Absolute perfect square side of the head job. Bang! Knocked her over. Um, but it, everything went into slow motion. It was a, there is zero I can do about this. Barring like jumping off, there is absolutely nothing I can do about this right now <coughs> so I'm just gonna have to watch this play out in slow motion 
Um, my eldest didn't seem to say that happened. Uh, it just, it was just, it was what it was. Awful to have to witness, uh, but it was what it was. Um, something that two things that go together and are complete polar opposites to each other. Um, due to being ill, uh, I got a little bit of something on the chest, a little bit of cough. I had a coughing fit last night that was uh, amazing. Um, I don't know if you could hear that. I'm, I'm a little bit wheezy with the old asthma and stuff. Um, but it absolutely killed my ability for running. So I had, so where were we? Didn't run Tuesday. Don't run on a Wednesday anyway. Did I not run Thursday, but then go back Friday, Saturday and today? Um, haven't been doing any long runs. Have barely been doing sh the short run, or short runs because I just I physically haven't been able to do it. No energy, no stamina. I've had to walk massive chunks of the run. Just like, and also the motivation to actually go and do it, had gone as well. Like the motivation and the ability and all of this. So, I was really starting to worry. I'm starting to panic. Now, I did go out this morning and I managed to run the whole thing, so I feel like we're getting back. Uh, and apparently I've got a run in the morning uh, with my brother-in-law, which sounds like it's going to be brutal. So, that's that. I'm, I've been struggling with running in on all fronts. Motivation, ability, stamina, everything I get a notification pop up from the running app that I'm using at the moment which informed me that I'd completed a challenge I was like oh I do like a challenge what is a challenge it told me I'd run a hundred K in July this was before the end of July bear in mind at that point I'd done 63.2 miles does anybody remember when I, I thought it was this huge achievement that I'd done 50 miles in a month and then set myself the challenge of doing 55 miles and didn't do it yeah absolutely smashed 63 miles didn't even realise it when it popped up I was like oh wow that is an achievement bonkers absolutely bonkers I was just like wow um, and finally for the for the for the update for the week something something funny to end on um, there's been this running joke going in our house for quite some time bearing in mind that we are we've just gone into August so this joke goes back to Christmas of last year. 
There was a thing that came out that was supposed to be like the Christmas toy of last year. Um, and it became a running joke. Uh, the, the toy is a fuggler. Uh, if you don't know what a fuggler is, have a look on the on the interwebs. If you do, you might know kind of where this is going to go. So, uh, we had this running joke that we should have got the uh, a fuggler each for each of the girls. Um, and then we've sort of followed the oh, basically, if you don't know, it's uh, it's a teddy bear, but they're they're designed to look like they've got real teeth, uh, and they're just they're just supposed to be ugly basically, uh, but they're a little bit creepy, a little bit because uh, some are a little bit scary. Uh, there's yeah, the the real teeth aspect is the thing that's just like what. So. Uh, they've had a turbulent time. I don't think anybody really took to them. They were quite expensive when they first came out. And then as time has gone on, they have just plummeted in price. So, went to B&M the other day, because we were trying to get some prizes for a competition we'd been doing. And uh, I saw on the shelf, they had some fugglers. And they were four pounds. I was like, do you know what? I'm going to get one. I'm going to get one for Leanne. And it'll be hilarious. So I'm showing the eldest in the middle door. Look at this, look at these, look at these, look at these different ones. And especially my eldest, she is disgusted at the, at the concept. Looking at them, every part of this process she was disgusted at uh the horrible why the hell would you want one of those all oh, this i was like i'm getting one so i know you're not they're horrible i was like now i'm getting one which one do you think's best so she actually picked the one i got so i got this gray one it was fleecy uh full set of like teeth top and bottom whereas some of them only have like top teeth or whatever its eyes are like clo partially closed it was just like that's the one for us. Popped in the basket, brought it home. Said to Leanne, I brought you I bought you a gift. Uh, something I really think you'll appreciate, something that I, I know that you'll that you'll want and, and love. Gave it to her. She found it immensely funny. She took it out of the box, took it into the other room. And my youngest daughter was like, my new teddy. And genuinely believed that it was for her. And since then, has been completely inseparable from it. She takes it to bed with her. She takes it to breakfast on the morning. She takes it around the house with her can't go certain places without it it's the and there, there are things that she's liked and things that she's enjoyed but things that she's very quickly moved on from uh, there are a couple of things that she's sort of 
kept hold of throughout the, the um, you know, soft highways. There are things that she comes back to. But I have never seen her attach herself to something as much as she has attached herself to this. And I love it. I think it's brilliant. It's hilarious. I'm just like, this is, this is what it's about. This is, ah, it's, it's brilliant. I think it's hilarious to the point she needed me to go and lie down earlier this evening and I had to uh, give her and this fuggler uh, a hug um, before putting her back down. It's just, it's the absolute best. So, got plenty of movies, uh, a little bit of TV, a uh, little bit of game stuff, not a huge amount. Nothing super current. Uh, but there is stuff to talk about, so let's get going. Um, my eldest has reached an age now where I feel she's she's just about the right age where I can start in, introducing certain films. So things that are U, things that are PG, but stuff from, from my childhood that I um, absolutely adore, it's a good point in time to start bringing this stuff in. Um, she's big into superheroes. Leans heavily towards DC. But I think she is starting to see that there is stuff on, on the Marvel side of the fence that she might be missing out on. So I think she's starting to uh, come around to the idea of dabbling in a little bit of Marvel. So... We watched Superman the movie, and uh, we watched Superman 2, but um, my intention had been kind of to put the Richard Donner version on, uh, and I inadvertently didn't and put the uh, the original theatrical version on, um, which is one of those things, I think that is the version you should watch if it's the first time you've seen it, because that's the version that we got. Um, so... Superman the movie, as I believe it's known as now, <coughs> one of my <coughs> top ten films. It is a film <coughs> that invokes emotion in me. I've dropped it. I've dropped my mat. Um, it is a film that invokes a powerful emotion in me. Catch me on the right day or the wrong day, but catch me on a certain day. And I, if I was to watch certain parts of that film, it'd probably make me cry. Um, so it's a film that I know a lot about. It's just, let's face it, it's me and a movie that I really like. Um. We watched it over a couple of days because it's not a short film. I think it's like two and a half hours long. Which is long for what you would probably consider to be a children's film. From the 70s. Um, 
<coughs> but it is a work of art. Now, the reason I've delayed so long actually showing it to my elders is because of how old it is. But then, as Leanne pointed out to me, my eldest, like, the film she's enjoyed the most over the last sort of year or so, films like Wizard of Oz, um, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, uh, what was the other one? Mary Poppins. All films that are, you know, they're old uh, films. And I was like, oh, do you know something? You've got a point there. So I was like, right, I'm going to do it. So I told her we were going to sit, sit and watch a film. Holiday time, you can sort of take that little bit of extra time here and there. So we sat and watched it over two nights. And then we made a concerted effort to watch Superman 2 uh, on a different night. So we actually got through the first two. I did say to her that after the first two, they do get real sketchy. Um, she asked me who the bad guy in the third one was. I was like, uh, Superman. She was like, who's the good guy then? I was like, Clark Kent. Um, obviously for me, being like a, like a film guy, um, it was a big moment for me. A special time for me. Uh, and I think she um, she enjoyed them. She said that the second one was the better one. Um, I was saying later, I was like, that is that is the answer that a child would give. Um, <coughs> but a very special time for me. Um, obviously, this opens up to all sorts of things. Back to the Future. Um, Ghostbusters <coughs> things like that so yeah that was Superman 1 and 2 um, to offset watching those with my eldest um, I watched the film Guns Akimbo uh, if you excuse me for one second do 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 why not so guns akimbo I absolutely <coughs> thoroughly enjoyed guns akimbo Fantastic film. Um, Daniel Radcliffe. Can we just take a moment to acknowledge Daniel Radcliffe? Let's face it, I don't think we'd be out of line saying that nobody saw the kid that played Harry Potter going on to being in a bajillion films. You know, you, you just don't hear anything of the other two I know what's her name Emma I want to say Emma Stone but it's not Emma Watson is that her name why would I want to sign into IMDb 
Emma, Emma Watson, yeah. I know she had a bit of a run of um, she did the Beauty and the live action Beauty and the Beast. She was in that little bit of This Is the End. <coughs> <coughs> However, I think since or recently, a lot of stuffs come out about her time in that film, and it wasn't great. I don't think. Um, but Daniel Radcliffe, he seems to be in a film like a film a, mo a month. A lot in a lot of indie stuff. So uh, yeah, big 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 up, big props for for Radders. Anyway, Guns Kimbo. It's just, it's your standard nervous guy who feels like a big man on the internet when he's slagging people off middle of the night, says the wrong thing to the wrong person, uh, gets knocked out and wakes up with handguns bolted to his hands. Is and unwittingly entered into a um, a legal streaming game where the object is for two people to kill each other uh, it's super meta, it's super stylized. there was a point where I was a bit like, I really wish they'd stop doing, they keep doing this like particular uh, not camera angle, but camera sort of I don't know what you'd call it, not even a camera trick is it it's just like <coughs> like a spinny round kind of deal with the camera they used it a little bit too much at the start uh, but kind of moved away from it just loads of fun funny dark <coughs> entertaining just a really good enjoyable film he was really good in it the woman that's in it was really good in it just thoroughly enjoyable. Um, yeah, definitely give it a go. Um, I, I can't say any more about it other than it was a really good film. I really enjoyed it. One of the better things I've seen recently. I've been soldiering on with Scrubs. Uh, we had the the quote unquote Doctor Cox episode, where through Doctor Cox's actions, he inadvertently ends up killing three people. Killing's not the right word. They were they were unwell. Uh, he didn't wait for some test results. Uh, gave a load of people a load of transplant organs, and uh, the the donor had rabies. So all three of the people uh, dies. And he just, uh, he spirals out of control. There's like two or three episodes that deal with it. Um, I always remember them as episodes that made me cry. Uh, but watching them this time, they didn't. Um, they just, they were just, uh, yeah. Good sort of solid uh, episodes. What we are at now is we're now into series six. Now... <coughs> series 6 is originally where I believe I ended up leaving it I think 
a few episodes in, there is a musical episode. And I believe that is at the point that I was like, nah, I'm good, thanks. I'm done with this. Uh, and that was the end of it for me. I believe there are nine series. I, I remember there being something about uh, the, the, the actors being told that they could stay in it if they wanted to. I have a feeling that Zach Braff ended up leaving, but the show carried on. It very much in the camp of a show that just probably needed to end, probably sooner. Um, so, yeah, I imagine I'll end up pulling the plug fairly soon. Um, I don't watch a lot of it at the moment. Although I'm sure somebody would be like, you've watched six, you're in, you know, you're up to series six. Um, what I can say at this point in time is, very much like the games market, which we're going to come on to, there is nothing to watch. And no, I'm not doing the Marvel stuff. <coughs> I've noticed everybody and their dogs decided to start suing Disney. Um... Which, let's face it, is just hilarious. You know, any time a, a big company gets sued, it's uh, it's funny. So, games. Um, I'm going to do them in reverse order, if that's okay with you. Uh, I really, the problem I've got is that because there are no games out, no games to play, I just end up sitting in this world of I really want something to get my teeth stuck into. So I look through games that I've never considered playing. At one point, I saw a trailer, like an advert for the the Formula One game. I was like, "Ooh, that looks good." Saw a video for the there was like a Dungeons and Dragons game that they released. I was like, "Ooh, that looks good." Then I looked up some reviews and were like, "Oh wow!" Because every review was like, "This game's awful." So, one of the games that's really been jumping out at me that I wanted to play recently was... Uh, I wanted to play Vampire again. <coughs> From the first time I played it where I really struggled with it, to the second time I played it and really got on with it, uh, to now, um, it's one of those games that has sort of really stuck with me. Uh, so, it was about time to go back and give it another whirl. Which, uh, which I have done. Very little point talking about it because obviously I've covered it previously. Um, however, in the midst of playing Vampire and enjoying it and going through it and, you know, all that, suddenly I decided, do you know what, I want to play Grand Theft Auto V. So yesterday I installed Grand Theft Auto V and uh, last night I planned to spend spent quite a while playing that um, a bit more annoying than I remember it being I had to do this race and I just had to keep doing it over and over and over because I couldn't do it and there was this thing where I was like shooting people out of a car and again I just couldn't do it So, the other game I've been playing, um, 
you guys know that I got the Injustice uh, Injustice 2 I bought it, got it cheap uh, me and my eldest have been very much enjoying uh, playing against each other uh, but the thing that's kind of been hanging over us me I guess is there's all these other characters uh, but you can't play as them because you have to pay money for them uh, the other day, when I pointed out that there was a summer sale on the PlayStation Store, <coughs> so <coughs> I had a look through there, um, and one thing led to another, and I found that you could get the legendary edition of Injustice Two. Um, I think it was like eighteen pounds or something. So then I started looking for a way to bring that down. Managed to find a site that where I could buy um, <coughs> PlayStation wallet, credit, whatever the hell you want to call it, cheaper. So that meant that I ended up getting the whole thing cheaper. The whole thing should have been like 35 quid or something, but it was already discounted and then getting it cheaper and so on and so forth. So uh, I decided, do you know what, I'm going to do it. So I paid the money, downloaded it. In hindsight, I think what I've actually done is just bought uh, the game twice. I've bought the standard edition and now I've bought the legendary edition. Uh, and I've essentially just unlocked 10 new characters. Some not great. That's not true. I'm going to go out on a limb and say one, not great. The rest are a lot of fun. <coughs> Unlike this cough. Um, there are classics like you can play. There's the Turtles, uh, Hellboy. I found my new favourite character to play as came a bit out of left field which is uh, the Atom he's super cool to play as I'm very much uh, looking forward to uh, destroying my eldest daughter using him as uh, as my new favourite character but yeah I've got it set so that when you pick to play as a turtle you play as Michelangelo that's fun and then there's all this other stuff you can change the Green Lantern into uh, the um, what the hell's that version of him called? John Stewart version of the Green Lantern. You can change Supergirl to Power Girl. You can change Flash to Reverse Flash and stuff like that. So I've been doing loads of stuff like that, just for shits and giggles, basically. Um, <coughs> so that is about it. I should probably wrap this up because I can't imagine anybody is enjoying this coffin. <coughs> so, there we go. As far as games are concerned, I'm very much looking for something new to play. But as far as the games market is concerned, apparently that's not going to be a thing anytime soon. Huge shame, but hey, what are you going to do about it? Thank you very much for listening sorry about the coughing i guess it's just uh i don't know that time of year again or something 
Uh, I'll catch you guys next time. So there you go, what do you think to that? Another one done. Like I was saying before, if you're checking us out, whether it's YouTube, iTunes, SoundCloud, or wherever you get your podcasts, big thank you. And uh, if you could subscribe, like, share, comment, all that good stuff. A couple of clicks of a button, and uh, it's a big help to us. You can drop over to thecookiecast.com, check us out over there. Find our social media links or our email links and uh, drop us a line. So that's it for this one. Until next time, I'm going to say bye, and I'll see you then. Bye!